0: Well, here's the biggest lesson, and I think one of the biggest takeaways for anybody out there. I mean, regardless of industry, you want to start a business, you have to be willing to do whatever it takes. And by whatever it takes, I mean, you got to be able to put yourself in uncomfortable situations, and in this case, knocking doors. Okay, we, we all want to start a business, we all want to see success, but we're not willing to be uncomfortable and just go knock on a stranger's door to ask them for their business. you got to be willing to do whatever it takes, and by whatever it takes, I mean go knock doors, like make it happen.
1: Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, today I have the privilege of interviewing a new friend and actually also a CRG colleague, where he uses our tools and resources in his company to create success. But interesting, Randy Brothers really talks about his growing up in the first part of this interview, which is fascinating, about a mixed-race family and just all the dynamics going on there and just being very authentic and real about what that meant to him. Also having where his father left the family even when he was just a year old and what did that mean and reconnecting so that was very very powerful as well as for those of you that are business owners and entrepreneurs we get into some of his expertise as he now has a learning academy to help other entrepreneurs be very very successful so in the show we talk about the importance of and the criticalness of self-awareness and so I just and I mean he basically Randy talks about at the end that without knowing who you are, it really is impossible to lead others or have your own company, have your own business, be an effective leader within an organization. So work on yourself. And to promote that, I just want to mention our e-course, which we have on our personal style indicator, which is courses.crgleader.com uh, on Why Aren't You More Like Me and the personal style indicator. And just if you've not been through the tool, if even if you've been through the tool, We have 15 modules and a full in-depth process. By the end of it, you will know who you are. You will know how to read others. You will be able to serve them and you will get a sense of self-validation, but also an understanding of others deeper than you ever have before. So thank you, as always, for listening, for participating, for giving us your most valuable commodity, your time. If you like what we're doing, please share, pass it on, let others know, leave a positive comment on whatever platform you are listening on. Thank you. Now, here's our guest, Randy Brothers. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, today I have the pleasure of having a new friend. Well, I don't want to say new friend, but a colleague, a friend, somebody who's come to our certification, who now over a little while, we've gotten to know each other better. I've had the privilege of being on his podcast. And so this is a very successful entrepreneur, and we're going to get into some of his success strategies and how he teaches other hearers, others in a moment. But welcome, Randy Brothers, to the show. Welcome, Randy.
0: What is up, Dr. Ken? How are you, man? Uh, this is a long time coming. I'm really excited for this one.
1: <laughs> well, you you are just too busy for other people, so I guess that's why it took so long. I don't know. Uh, you're very popular, and that is why we want to have you on the show is because you are popular. So, uh, well, hopefully,
0: uh Hopefully somebody can learn something or or learn something of what not to do.
1: <laughs> I suppose, and I imagine that we'll have some of those stories too, as we excuse me as we go through uh, the interview today. So, Randy, you're in Denver. You own a roofing company, but before I get into that, and you also have this academy where you're teaching other entrepreneurs how to be successful. But before we get into that, a little bit about your background and growing up. Like, were you born in Colorado? Is that sort of your your Family of origin, or just give us your history of your family growing up.
0: Sure. Well, there's a slight asterisk because I, I, li- I like to consider myself a Colorado native, but I was born in New Mexico, and I, w- by the time I was three months old, I was in Colorado. So I don't know. W- hopefully, uh, I think you're excluded a in
1: that. You don't really count now. No.
0: <laughs> so I've been blessed with the opportunity to grow up in, in Colorado. I absolutely love this state. It's it's just you know. The, the outdoors, the mountains, the the people, just, just everything about it. I've I've learned to love and it's definitely my home state and I love doing business here and, and I love all the opportunities that we have as well.
1: Awesome. So when you think of it, so your family moved up into the area when you're three months of age, uh, tell me a little bit about in the audience, a little bit about your family dynamics growing up. Uh, sure. We've actually had your sisters here at certification and of course, you didn't give me the heads up, of sort of the family dynamics that went on there. So just share with the audience sort of y- the unique situation that you found yourself
0: in. I, I love it. I love it. This is uh, one of the first times I've really kind of ha- had this question. Obviously, I've, I have a podcast and I, I've been on tour, I guess, if you will, uh, being a guest on a lot of other podcasts. But, uh, but yeah, I was, uh, I was the son of a single mom. And uh, by the time I was 18 months old, my mom remarried. To my stepfather, who I, I'm still very close with to this day, who happened to be uh, an African American from uh, from North Carolina, so I got a very well, just unique so the audience knows,
1: Randy, they can't see you. You're, you're Caucasian.
0: I am. I, I mean, to to be politically correct, I mean, oh, this is a podcast. I'm white. He's black. My sisters are mixed. I grew up in a in a mixed family, and and I think it gives me just such a a, a unique perspective. Just. On life in general, one, growing up in a mixed family, two, growing up in a mixed cultural family, and, and three, we weren't exactly, you know, fed with silver spoons either, you know, so, uh, so mm-hmm. kind of the, the trifecta of, you know, life circumstances at an early age kind of forced me into uh, being a very critical, very creative thinker early on. But actually, you know, the, I wouldn't change it for the world and I consider it a blessing and, and it has mm-hmm. given me some really unique perspective on life that I feel like I've been able to kind of translate into my entrepreneurial coaching and leadership roles and the careers that I'm in now.
1: Mm. Well, for sure. And, you know, I appreciate that, Randy, but I'm going to delve, I'm just going to ask a question. not sure if I even know the answer and that was is your biological father, where, where was he?
0: uh at the time uh he he was kind of in and out doing different things uh traveling moving around doing different things and uh I, I got reconnected with him i think when I was maybe four or five years old and then uh, i've I've been able to you know grow up you know in the summers and Christmas and going over to connect with him and as adults uh we're 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 very close so I actually have two two dads that I'm very very close with and i I see them often and and my dad and I uh, get to play golf. He lives in Arizona now, and, and uh, it's, uh, it's been an interesting upbringing. You know, I didn't get to kind of spend too much time with him growing up, but as an adult, we've been able to reconnect, and I uh, do a lot of really cool, really fun things over the last handful of years.
1: Mm. Well, Randy, I, I want to stay here just for a moment, and here's why. There's a lot of situations where multiple families, you know, I was just at a wedding where the, the bride technically had three fathers. And I don't, I won't get into explaining that. But what you have a lot of these people who have broken families and then they stay bitter and they stay separated what did you do differently to kind of reconnect what kind of mindset have you embraced to be able to maintain or to build
0: relationship well that that's that's interesting because I don't want to discredit. There, there has been some, some challenges, uh, and or bitterness, if you will, growing up, you know, it's, you kind of get certain cards and I think a lot of people can relate to this. You get dealt certain cards in life and, and you kind of ask the question of why me? How come, how come I'm the one who has to go through this? But I think the reality is we all have that. We all have certain things that challenge us as we grow up and, and within our lives, if you will. So I think a lot of of how I've been able to overcome that is one, just through sheer perseverance and faith. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's been up and down my whole life. And, and, you know, luckily I I was blessed with the opportunity. My, my stepdad is actually a pastor and I was raised in a, in a, in a Christian environment, Christian home, and and had some really good foundational beliefs and things like that, that I feel like have really kind of helped me overcome a lot of those, those challenges that, that seem to sometimes kind of take people out. You know. I've been able to you know, turn some of the challenges uh, throughout my life and then turn those into triumphs. And now I'm in a position where I'm actually able mm. to reciprocate the things I learned and, and bless others in, this, in the same sense. So it, it was interesting actually how you know, my, my real dad and I, uh, I mean, I would just visit him once a year or so, maybe twice a year if I was lucky, and then sometimes maybe two years would go by growing up. And then, in college, when I was full time in construction, and I'd always visit him, he was a con- contractor, so when I visited him i you know I-, I would go to the job sites, I would be in a shop working on different things and learning construction from just just i was really intrigued right every time I'd visit him and and It just so happened that I was working for a general contractor, and he was in a position where you know, we needed some help, someone to come in and manage some, some construction projects and work through some framing and he moved up. So, so while I was kind of just finishing college, I had the chance to literally live right down the street from, from my dad, which I never had really had that opportunity. And, uh, and we were able to reconnect as adults. It's pretty interesting because not growing up and then reconnecting as an adult, it's, it's, it's really intriguing how many similarities both positive and negative that that we both had you know we take for granted when we're growing well here up you are you parents. don't
1: even know him and you're both in
0: construction like what's the odds yeah we both just have a really like you know uh, humility aside like that guy can can build anything and i like to think i can too uh we were kind of blessed with just that you know that, that that you know people have the green thumb we're not a green thumb. We're the, the golden hammer, the, the hammer fist, if you will. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I can, you know, can visualize and build just about anything. And uh, he had that same gift.
1: Wow. Wow. Now I want to back up a little bit because you were thrust into this mixed family. And by the way, I just wanted to say to the listeners, I've met Randy's sisters and they are an upgrade from Randy. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you're not we're kidding. It's, it's they, they are, they are, uh, I call them awesome kids. And uh, you know I just really really appreciate them so what was the dynamic and you know and this is unfortunate in in life today where a lot of us bring biases right and people bring biases and they bring judgment and that's unfortunate what did you have to kinda of go through growing up when you had these dynamics and you know your your sisters are sweeties and I mean that in the endearing way right what did you sort of have to develop or even protect as, as an older brother, uh, just growing up that, that really matured you or helped you to develop your character?
0: Well, I mean, we all, obviously there's, there's the, there's the race card, right? Everybody, you know, that tends to be the hot button nowadays. And, and I kind of grew up in, in a situation, you know, throughout my early childhood where I experienced it from both perspectives. So uh, I've, I've been in a situation where I'm the only white kid around, and 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 I and I experienced you know um, you know some challenges there. But I've also been on the other side where other kids are, are disrespecting you know other races, and and I've I've heard seen it from both sides, and and I've grown to be a huge advocate of of equality. I mean, we are all just humans. We're all people, and uh, growing up as a kid, I tend to be a uh, kind of was a little bitter and I was a little fiery. I guess I can still be a little bit fiery. And, oh, and there's times where I've literally gotten fights with, uh, with the white kids in the neighborhood because they were making fun of, uh, the black kids and, and, and vice versa. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a terrible thing and it's a challenge that we all, you know, are facing and it's terrible that this day and age with, with all the quote unquote progress we supposedly have made, where we are as a society. It's, it's just, uh, it's, it's depressing. And, and my sisters and I have, have all, you know, been blessed to grow up in the environment we did, but we're all like big advocates of, you know, of, uh, of people are people and just treat them the way they should be treated. And, and I respect everybody for, for who they are. And, and everybody has, you know, tie into the, to this personal style stuff. Everybody has their own God given strengths and weaknesses, regardless of their, uh, of their upbringing or their race, you know? So, you know that's that's uh, that's that's a mm. big uh, big thing for us and our family. We we enjoy it and we we we're, we feel like it's a blessing that we've been able to experience things from both sides and have a really unique perspective that hopefully resonates in a positive way on other people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Randy, I, you know, in the show, this is a unique uh, situation. I've never really had this as part of a guest discussion before and because I know you and your family a little bit. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I just want to encourage listeners that, you know, why did I ask the questions of Randy? I says, you know what, because we part of our growth as leaders is really accepting others and not bringing our personal bias and judgment towards others whenever possible. Now I still have judgment. I'm sure you do have a judgment. I mean, I go by a yard that's uh, where a person kind of looks like they're a slob. Yeah. I'd like them to have a cleaner yard. <laughs> I'd like them to cut their lawn. You know, that's the kind of thing where I get my judgment out, Randy, where you take care of your stuff and take care of yourself. But I just wanted the listeners to know, Randy, that you have a unique perspective of resilience in pushing through just even as a kid and growing up with these dynamics and having you to at a hyper level be into these issues.
0: Yeah. It's, um, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but, uh, you know, we, it's, it's, this, this the circumstance that I've, that I've been put in, in my life. I feel like, You know we've been able to take it and use it for positive i mean we mentioned my sisters but uh they're my heroes my younger sister is the ceo of my roofing company my older sister has her own uh, coaching platform she's a a tedx speaker she was a a executive for a fortune five company and i haven't even got into the the extreme challenges that we've been through but both of them had children while they were still in high school Mm -hmm. so we've really been through it from all different perspectives and and we've been just blessed to be in a position now where where we just get to pour into other people and share and use our stories to, to help motivate and encourage others.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Randy. I don't suspect, SOS listeners, you knew that this story was coming. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, man,
0: keep it creative, keep it unique. This is going to be a good one. I haven't well, actually well, for sure. for had this sure. discussion on a podcast before <laughs> either.
1: Well, there, and I, and knowing you, I knew you would be open to it. So, thank you for that, and uh, being vulnerable. So, Randy, when you think about uh, going to college, what were you taking in college where you, when you were close to your dad?
0: You know, I, I've I've actually always always had this um, entrepreneurial mindset. I felt like I was destined to have my own business and 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 be an entrepreneur ever since I was a kid. So, I I, I kind of took the path of least resistance. My best friend and I we both applied to a school called Northern, uh, University of Northern Colorado. It's the only school I applied to. I kind of knew what their requirements were. I knew I met the minimum requirements. So I was able to get in and get started. And I knew right away that I wanted to be, uh, uh an entrepreneur. So I went into business. I knew I wanted to go into business. I wanted to find a local business school and, um, and, uh, and, and that's exactly what I did. went to school for business. I took every entrepreneurship class I could take. I started a couple businesses while I was still in college. I worked well, full-time. By the way, what
1: were those, Randy?
0: Uh, I started a window cleaning company. So my, uh, which is funny, my partner who is still to this day, my new my partner with the, with my roofing company, uh, we started a window cleaning company and uh, you don't tell the, the school, but we created some flyers. We used the school resources to print off a bunch of door hangers and flyers. And we went in canvas neighborhoods and spent a few hundred bucks buying uh, squeegees and buckets and decided that we were going to do window cleaning during the summer. So uh, that's what we did.
1: Well, the college is coming for a donation right after the show for sure, Randy, as part of that. And th- so that's great. Now, when you think about you were starting this, this little window uh, cleaning company, any fears that were coming up at that time or what really motivated you to take the action? Because a lot of people think about starting an own business or making a step and changing their career, but they don't take the action step. What do you think was, was equipped you to be able to take the action step?
0: Well, you know what? I I never, I never had a call mom and get money button. (laughs) You know what I mean? I never had the opportunity in life or or the the security in life to, to have any sort of fallback plans. So I was always just independent. And if I wanted something, if I wanted to earn something, I had to figure out a way to make it happen. So that mentality just kind of resonated over and over. And then my first inspiration came when when I was actually in an entrepreneurship class and another guest speaker had come in and he had been done some really successful things as an entrepreneur and he had done that so he talked about the, the days where he had started a window cleaning company early on and uh, and that's where I got the original idea I was like I could do that I mean how hard can it be just buy some equipment go knock some doors and make some flyers and I'm sure I could figure this out so it was just kind of a fun little project because I was always interested in business, and uh, we did okay with it. I ended up selling it for a few thousand bucks, and and uh, we made a little bit of money and, and got some really good experience and and I learned some cool lessons.
1: Cool, cool. Now, when you think about lessons, what were some of the lessons that came out of that venture in an early at an early age?
0: Well, here's the biggest lesson, and I think one of the biggest takeaways for anybody out there. I mean, regardless of industry you want to start a business, you have to be willing to do whatever it takes. And by whatever it takes, I mean, you've got to be able to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. And in this case, knocking doors. Okay? We, we all want to start a business. We all want to see success. But we're not willing to be uncomfortable and just go knock on a stranger's door to ask them for their business. Right? So, so that's been a uh, guiding principle for me is you've got to be willing to do whatever it takes. And by whatever it takes, I mean go knock doors. Like make it happen.
1: Right. And a lot of people just sort of sit in their chair and wait for it to come to them and that's not going to happen. Yep. So when you think about, so you finished school, then what did you do?
0: Well, while I was in school, I actually, um, I I took a job. I got a job as an intern working for a construction firm. So I knew I wanted to go into business and I fell in love with construction and and I decided that I wanted to go work for a, a, a construction company and I worked my way in. that's kind of a fairly interesting story but i was able to get in there basically told them i'd work for free to if they taught me how to build houses and uh, so i did that full-time while i was in school so right when i graduated school uh, unfortunately they didn't really have a position for me as a full-time because they had just bought a bunch of property and they had just finished a bunch of projects and they were kind of in limbo so i ultimately three months after i graduated I was cast right into entrepreneurship and I started my first construction company in 2006, just right fresh out of college. Wow. And how did that go? It actually started off fairly well. I had made a bunch of contacts and connected with a lot of people. I had a bunch of subcontractors that I already knew because I was already working in the industry, so that part was fairly easy. I was able to find a few deals and get some get some business right away. I got connected with some investors and and uh, that part part went pretty well. but I got so tied up in wearing all the hats and trying to make this business happen that i didn 't really pay attention to the market like I should have and uh, you know as as many of you know who are listening to this, you know especially if you 're in the construction world that you, the, the, what is it? What do they call it? the great recession yeah. <laughs> hit. And, uh, uh, and was, I was,
1: uh, the, the blip of 2008. Is that what you're talking? Yeah, about? Yeah,
0: exactly. So I started my business in 2006. The first couple of years are going fairly well. We're getting things going, getting some momentum, building some awesome stuff. I mean, I, I focus on custom basement and custom remodels. We were building some really cool stuff. And then like overnight, the bank stopped lending, the bottom fell out, the bubble burst. And then I was left literally with a n- lot of bills a lot of stuff i had to pay for projects i was trying to finish and then no new no new business coming in so that was a major a major challenge and i ended up uh, ended up having to lose everything i had I ended up hit the reset button and uh, ultimately it came down to a point where where it was either try for the rest of my life to try to get out of this this hole or file bankruptcy and that was probably one of the Toughest decisions I ever made in my life. Probably one of the lowest points I ever was in. I did make that decision. I filed bankruptcy, and it went through in 2010. And basically, at the same time that was going through, is when I got it. When I, when I like to say roofing found me. So roofing found me. I got into roofing sales, and then I became an insurance adjuster at the kind of a, in and around the same time. So I kind of in a roundabout way backdoored my way into roofing. I had construction experience, I had business experience, and I, I was able to get uh, insurance adjusting experience and then roofing sales experience, put all that together, and we launched our, our little small roofing company in 2010, and uh, and it's been uh, an, an amazing journey ever since then.
1: Well, Rand, if we go back to, were you working for another company in terms of the roofing sales then?
0: I was, so uh, I started in Texas. I, I had I'd moved to Texas, to get my license as an insurance adjuster and, uh, in between deployments doing adjustments and kind of traveling and, and doing that, doing as like a traveling adjuster, uh, I decided I'd try my hand in roofing sales. So I took a job there. I was basically handed, here's a, a pitch book and some really ridiculous call in telemarketing leads. Good luck, go figure it out. And, and, uh, somehow, some way I managed to actually sell a couple of deals and figured that out. And then I got the opportunity to move back home to Colorado in 2009. And then that's when I really got a, I got a job for a, you know, a large roofing company as a salesperson independent. And then just, you know, we uh, back against the wall, I literally had nothing else to lose in life. And, and I, there it was, I went and knocked doors and, and uh, all day, every day. And, and, we, we were able to work our way up to one of the top producers and produced uh, a large amount of money in sales in a really short period of time. And that effort, that all out back against the wall, do whatever you have to do, sleeping on couches. I mean, we were, I was literally living in my truck and, and all that effort completely changed my life.
1: Mm. Well, Randy, I want to come back to two points here. So first of all, you're in the bottom, you've declared bankruptcy. And by the way, I've had another person on the show that went through that same thing. And on the other side, what do you think were the character traits that got you out of that? So if there's somebody listening to the show right now, that's kind of at the bottom, you know, they're just scraping the bottom and things are just not going their way. What could you say to encourage
0: them? You know, that which does not kill you shall make you stronger right? I mean, we're we're all faced with adversity, we're all faced with challenges, but I think the reality is we are made because of those, right? Our character, our our level of success, our level of leadership. You know, I think many great leaders and many successful entrepreneurs, especially, you know, you interview entrepreneurs, I interview entrepreneurs, We're surrounded by it. One of the biggest commonalities is that all of them that that have made some big, big differences and, and build these great businesses, all of them had some sort of pre-major adversity that they went through. So I would just say, like, it's, it's kind of like a rite of passage. You're going to go through challenges. You're going to have your headaches. You're going to have your, your setbacks. But, but don't look at it as failures because I don't believe failure even exists as long as you're striving to learn and grow. So every time you, quote, unquote, fail or make a mistake or something bad happens, look at it as an opportunity to learn opportunity to find uh, an, another skill that you can develop because of those failures because of those challenges so so all failure basically just turns around and, and ends up being an opportunity if you have the right mental perspective
1: mm. I think that's the point isn't it Randy where there are some people who would go bankrupt and then they quit
0: yeah so you didn't go quit. get a job right and then just work your nine to five for 20 thirty years and and hopefully you build up enough retirement to to somewhat live. After your career, right?
1: Well, of course, Randy. Just to protect some of the guests, that's fine for them if that's what your calling is. Of course, uh, of course. And if, if, and of course, you have some people that are working for you. So, on the other hand, if we're called to be in a different space, such as owning your own business or our entrepreneur, and you put that on hold, then you really you're eroding your spirit as well. So, this whole idea of resistance, uh, resi- resilience—pardon me, persistence—certainly was part of that journey. Now. Where was Cody in this whole mix? You said he came back. You were being this top producer. So I want to, before I get to Cody, pardon me, I want to get into this. You were being successful in this sales process, living in your truck, whatever. What were you doing to be that successful in sales in a short period of time?
0: Pure hustle. I mean, it was, and that's that's why I love and I fell in love with the industry that I'm in is because it's hard to find an industry that you, you, you can literally reap the rewards like for just your hustle. Like the harder you work, the more money and the more sexu- successful you can be in roofing sales. So and I figured that out early and I was like, you know what, if I can make X amount per every single roof I sell, I'm going all in all day, every day. I got nothing else to lose. I'm going to do everything it takes to be the best of the best and, and make this money that I need to uh to, to kind of get my life back on track. And uh, and it was just pure grit and pure hustle. I mean, I, I was living in a. Uh, at one uh, at one point, I was able to borrow a little bit of money and and get myself into an extended stay hotel. I mean, I didn't have. What else was I supposed to do? I just worked all day, every day for, you know, a good six months. And and uh, that six months, you know, looking back at it, yeah, it was it was it was rough. But that six months kind of set the tone for what is now, you know, a, a flourishing company where a ton of other people have the same type of opportunities that I had. Mm. So hard work and hustle. I mean, I, if, if it's too cliche at this point, I, I'm sorry, but it's true. You, you just got to grit it and you just got to go for it and, and be completely relentless in in your pursuit of, uh, of the dreams and of, of the things, of the goals that you're trying to accomplish.
1: Well, thank you for that. Now, one more question around that is when you think about your success in sales beyond the hustle, what characteristic would you share with the audience? Did you bring to those calls or interactions with the clients so that they would agree to purchase from you?
0: I love this question. And I think there, this can go a million different ways. And I've, I've, I've had this before and I've asked this question to people. And for me, I think it comes down to empathy, I think that, you know, in sales, we naturally, so many people get hung up on this, hey, you gotta have a script, say this, do this, you know, blah, 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 blah. But if you, I truly believe, if you're a genuinely good person that has empathy, like genuine empathy and caring for the people that you're trying to sell something to, and you believe, truly believe in what you're selling, you can find success. So for those salespeople out there, if, if you truly don't believe in the product you're selling, you're wasting time. You're wasting your, your, your skill set. You're wasting your life away. If you can be great at sales, but find something that you can be passionate about, that you can genuinely care about, and, and find a clientele base that you can have genuine empathy and genuine relatability to, and you can do very well. I mean, aside from the standard answer of ask better questions, get to know your, build relationships, build rapport, all those sort of things are very, very important. But I think just genuine empathy is a difference maker for for, for anyone going into a sales career or wanting to Mm -hmm. grow their Mm -hmm. sales career.
1: Well, as a sales trainer and just uh, affirming what you said, Randy, a lot of times these people that call you with these silly scripts, like grab a brain we don't script our podcast. You know why? We need to go to wherever we need to go. I didn't know what Randy's going to respond to or say to a question. And so why wouldn't we actually try to be authentic? So I, I guess that's what we're saying, Randy, to the audience is just be real, but then also be
0: professional. Absolutely. You know, be yourself. And unfortunately this may be harsh, but if, if yourself is not in a good place and if you're You know, if you're not that confident in yourself, then focus there. Get yourself right first. Make sure you you understand yourself, self-awareness, is, is paramount in this, this day and age. I mean, it's become a hot button. I know you talk about it. We talk about it with with your personal style stuff. I use your tools for all my clients and all my, my employees and those sort of things. And, and I truly believe that that you have to have kind of your home base in order first to, to Mm -hmm. be, to be successful in anything really, because Mm -hmm. you're just putting on a facade if you're not in the right place and, and your heart is not in the right place to as to where it should be. Uh, couldn't
1: agree more. Now let's just jump into Randy. You've you've built a successful you know roofing company. You know forty, fifty plus employees at different times of the year. So congratulations on that. Now you've moved into really teaching others and teaching others in the industry success. And we were talking off air before we got onto this recording that you know one of the areas you're focusing on is leadership. So I just want to back up for a second. Now that you're starting to mentor other individuals, help other people who are starting their own business as entrepreneurs to be successful. What has your experience been about why are many people not being successful in business? So let's go there first. When we think about generally speaking, or even successful in life, we can generalize those terms for those people who don't own their own business and listening. What has your experience been working with these individuals now?
0: It comes down to two things, fear and trust. And they they, they go hand in hand. Okay, mm-hmm. we, we start a business and we have this big dream and this big vision and then we don't trust anybody or we get ripped off, which, which, which makes it even worse or, or something bad happens or we work with or partner up with somebody that, that, that uh, you know, enhances the, the challenges with, uh, with trust that we have. So then we develop this fear of, of, uh, of not willing, being willing to, to take the risks or invest in people like we have to do in order to grow a business and then we get stuck we get to a place where we literally just start a business. We, we, we start off out of the gates on fire We're we're going to do this. We have this big vision and and ultimately challenges and, and fear takes over and sets in. We're not willing to take risks. We get into this comfort zone and, and then we, then we end up just creating a, 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 a not so fun job for ourselves. Right? I mean, how many companies out there, how many owners out there start businesses and look back realizing that all I did was create a job, a really tough job for myself. They're right. wearing all the hats. they know what they know in their back of their mind that hey, I in order to grow, I need people, but the, all these excuses and all these different you know challenges and this fear takes over, what if I don't have the right person? What if I can't afford it? What if you know what if they rip me off, or what if these things happen and uh, and they don't trust anybody and they're too afraid? to kind of step outside their comfort zone and invest in people to help them grow their business. Cause I believe that that is the number one thing. That's the number one correlation to being able to grow your business and get out of this, you know, wearing all the hats, working in your business type of mentality is mm. you have to have people. You must invest in other people and you must find a way to trust other people. If you really want to, if you truly want to break out of that shell and open up the doors of growth in any business you've got to have people and good solid people to, to be able to do that
1: mm. well two things number one is if I'm kind of stuck in this trap of fear what can I do to get out of it if, if I find myself stuck in it and I've had these bad experiences and it seems to be that's where I find myself right now as a listener I'm in this fear sort of space what are some ideas to get out of it
0: I think one thing that helps, uh, and this is a plug for you is, is to really get to understand yourself first. Like if if you can really figure out who you are and how you're wired, what your style is and, 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 and what your natural God given abilities and tendencies are, it kind of eases it up a little bit because now you're able to kind of reverse engineer that to try to, to try to understand the type of person or the, or the style of person you're looking for to help get you to that next level, to help get you over that. Uh, I mean, that's kind of more the technical answer, if you will. Uh, the other part is just, just do it. Just, you just got to step out of a limit. and you, you know, you're an entrepreneur at one point, at one point, every single person listening listen to this at one point, they, they, they took a risk and they jumped off that deep end to start a business or to, 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 to take a risk or to do something, you know, outside of their comfort zone. You got to find that again, find that, you know, that, that mental place where, where you know that, Hey, if I don't take this risk, my life's going to stay the same or I'm, I'm going to regret not doing it. Right. So you just got to dig deep, understand yourself and, and find something to hold on to, some sort of motivation, whether it's family or, or whatever, to, to try to get yourself over, over that fear of failure or that fear of, uh, of making a mistake or, or losing, if you will.
1: Mm -hmm. And Randy, we could, of course, apply that to individuals who are in jobs, who are miserable, who don't like what they're doing. I mean, one of the things when we did the personal style indicator workshop with your team is really to help people get aware of where should I be? What should I be doing? But the listeners, the same thing applies to you. uh, If you are in a position and you have been based on fear of not taking the next step to go to a new position or to trust yourself that really there's a job or opportunity Or something that's better than where you're at right now, where you're miserable. So you have to kind of trust yourself to be able to go forward and find out what that is
0: for yourself. Yeah, I think that most of us. And again, I I apologize. My mind is always on entrepreneurship. I work with entrepreneurs all the time, so I'm trying to balance that out here and speak to the masses, you know. But but I think that we're we're kind of wired in a way that, uh, that, that just, that, that the kind of the, the, fear, if you will, kind of, kind of overwhelms us and, and just, and just kind of, you know, traps us, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. but, but the reality of it is if, if you just ask yourself, what is the worst case scenario, you, you'll be surprised as to how not so bad the worst case scenario is. Mm-hmm. So that's my advice to overcoming fear is what's the worst case scenario. You know, you, you waste some time, maybe a little bit of money, but the reality of it is in most cases, the worst case scenario is not that bad.
1: Mm. Now, the worst case scenario is not doing anything and staying miserable for 20 Absolutely. years. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you, Randy, for that. Now let's just back into this other one where about a lot of times entrepreneurs or even small businesses, and when I say small businesses, I mean less than a hundred staff, they don't invest in their team. What do you think is, you know, you knowing your your industry and individuals and entrepreneurs, what's driving people not to invest in others? It's sort of like a double negative question, but.
0: It, 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 yeah, you're right. I mean, I think people understand the value of it, but they don't prioritize it. I think that's it, people know. I mean, everybody you talk to that they, they, you can ask them, hey, you know, do you think it'd be a good idea to invest in the development of your team and the development of your people? Uh, And they're open oh Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, cool. How come you haven't done it? Oh, the all then the excuses start to flow and the timing it's it's never becomes a priority So then we just keep going and keep going around this around and around this circle of of putting the wrong people in the in the wrong positions and and uh, and we can't grow our business even though we have employees, right? We have a lot of employees, but we can't seem to get them all synced up to work, you know together towards a common goal But how can you do that if you truly don't understand whether it's the right person in the right seat? You got to invest in your people and you got to take the time to, to do the assessments and to learn, you know, the different characteristics and the different style that people have in order to, to, to position your business and position your team to, to learn and grow and work together. And I'll tell you firsthand, having a team of people, All understanding themselves, all working towards personal development, all working towards common goals and the common vision of the company is just an absolute, uh, it's an amazing, amazing experience, and it's an amazing place to be. It's taken us a long, long time to get there, and it, it didn't have to take us as long. I just didn't know what I didn't know. Mm. You know, so, so for those of you just getting started out, don't wait 10 years to start investing in your people and the development of yourself and the development of your people. You can do that day one. And for the clients and people that I work with, that's how, that's what I do right off the bat. It's like, get to know yourself, get, have your people get to know themselves, focus on personal development, and then everything else we can start filling in the gaps everywhere everywhere else. Mm -hmm. But you've got to invest in developing your team uh, in order to to grow and, and to really, really scale your business. I'm not talking just grow a little bit. I'm talking massive success and massive scalability. This is the key to that, is putting the right people in the right seats and continuing to do that as you grow your business.
1: Well, I think you make a good point. A lot of people, uh, just as we were, I was talking with an, another guest where people don't even know where to start. They're not familiar with this. They, as Michael Gerber said in his book, of course you were a technician you know how to put a roof on, but you don't know how to lead others. You don't know how, you don't know anything about sort of behavioral styles or emotional intelligence or self-awareness. It just is a blip and your peers really haven't talked about it either. So now, you put it on the radar and then make it a priority. Now, Randy, can you believe it? We're already getting close to the end of the show. Obviously, it should be longer, but maybe we'll do another show at some time. Yeah, uh,
0: part two. Yeah,
1: part two. But before we um, go, we just have a few minutes left. I just want to make sure that if they want to find out more about what you're doing, especially, I mean, you have the Roofing Academy, but you're really helping contractors or people to develop their leadership. You understand business in that area, how can they uh, find out more about you?
0: Well, I'm on all the social media platforms. So just my name, Randy J. Brothers, uh, on on Facebook, uh, Instagram, the LinkedIn, YouTube all of them uh, we're, we're on all the social media platforms we're always putting out a ton of content you know you don't have to be a roofing contractor to, to find value I have you know people of all all walks of life and all different businesses that, that consume our free content our podcast is called the start build grow show you can find that on all major podcasting platforms you can find us on Facebook as well and of course the roofing Academy so that's kind of my baby we have built out a, a, full, fully interactive, uh, virtual training program where I have 11 different courses in there designed to teach people, uh, the different elements of, of, starting building and growing their roofing company. We also have the ability to train your staff and your salespeople as you grow your company. So, uh, along with all of our partners at CRG, you're one of our partners. We have a, a full platform that we literally want to be a, a one-stop shop for all you know, roofing and trades contractors to be able to find the resources they need to get over whatever hurdle it is that they're trying to get over. So uh, th- we, we just relaunched our new website to find out more. It's just simple, it's theroofingacademy.com. Mm,
1: awesome, thanks Randy. So Randy, and of course you've written the book, Start It, Build It, Grow It. So that's something that they can inquire. We'll make sure all the links are in the podcast notes, so we'll get to that, so no worries about that. So Randy, if we're wrapping up the show and we're just trying to capture sort of a couple of words of wisdom beyond what you've already shared, when we think about success in life, generally speaking, what would you say to our audience today?
0: People first, self last. Now, I truly believe, you know, going in my looking back at my whole history, when I was putting self first, I struggled. Okay, when I was focused on how much money I can make and who can I can impress and what goals or whatever challenges I can accomplish, it was a lot rougher road. When I got to a place in both personally, emotionally and mentally and spiritually that I I was genuinely focused on creating opportunities for other people the, the, it's like the, 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 the sky just blew up and, and, uh, you know, things just started happening and, and it's continuing to happen day in and day out because now not only is that my focus, but our whole team's focus, our whole company's focus is providing opportunities for others. So invest in people, put people first and, uh, and they will build an empire for you and then focus on yourself as, as an individual and as a leader.
1: Mm. Well, Randy, uh, Mr. Brothers, we've already come to the end of our show. I can't believe it. Thanks for spending the time with us.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really grateful for, for the opportunity. You have a great podcast. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful to be a part of it, man.
1: Well, thank you, and the uh, you know, feeling is mutual. Well, SOS listeners, that is Randy Brothers. Now go to theroofingacademy.com. Find out more about some of the things there. We'll have some other links there, and Randy has a lot of insights about leadership. And it doesn't—you don't have to own a roofing company to be able to get those insights. Now, one of the things he talked about. Is you know what, if you've been thinking about making the decision and you haven't made that decision and fear has been paralyzing you, take the step and if you need to borrow courage or encouragement from somebody else, then reach out, find an advisor, find a mentor, find a friend that's willing to help you to go to that next level, because here's the other side. If you are continuing to do what you're doing for the next five years, is that okay? And if the answer is no, then you need to change something. And you get to decide what that is, but our encouragement here at SOS is that you would make that decision. So take all that information and those wisdoms, uh, the pieces of wisdom that uh, Randy has shared. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you like what we're doing, please share it, pass it on, Uh, leave a positive comment on whatever platform you are consuming this on. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes.